And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day. Good morning, two and three. With Morocco, Seth, and Mando. Tune in live at 10 30. And it's all on the road radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM, Rock Radio. Yo, 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 what up, what up? Good morning, good morning, GM, GM. Thursday, January 26th, 2023. Look at that. Another beautiful day to have a beautiful day. I got my co-host in the house, OSF, Mando. How y'all doing? GM, how's it going? What's up, man? How was it yesterday without me? Uh, honestly, kind of weird. It was. We had a really good show yesterday. It was great. But it was actually a really good show. No, I'm not just saying it. that. It was a good show. I mean, every show was really good. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I, what, did you guys, what did you guys talk about? With I, that? Uh, talked, I know you're trying to phone. We had actually an incredible yeah. conversation about the new art meta. It was yeah. great. Be- yeah. I realized maybe I thought it was a good show because, like, I had to actually speak and participate more. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you just. I show. think Ovi just realized that our show is actually good. Like he was like, "Oh wait, like, ah. this show." He's like, "Oh, when I when I'm actually present, this 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 is actually a really good show." Like, oh my god, like these people know what they're talking. When he's not doing his, when he's not doing his hour on Dookie Dash for the last hour. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this time he was very engaged, man. Though because yesterday we had a conversation about you know the memes, the memes with Medici, the Babylon, yada yada yada, the art meta and everything, and the great conversation about that for like the last half hour. And Sobi, so Ovi at home was with us as well. So I was hosting with Ovi and Ovi at home. And Mando, I made the mistake between the two of them at least fifteen times. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't know how you're able to get away with it. If I was to do that, I think I'd just get shouted down. But you, you, you seem to be, uh, you seem to get away <laughs> with it. The problem is, like, I always made the mistake and because my girlfriend always makes the mistake. Like, when we, when, when Vanessa talks about Ovi, she always says Sobi. And once, when Sobi... Even better. When, Even when, when Sobi you know? so FaceTime me once, uh, Vanessa goes, Hey, Sobi! And it was so fucking funny. I literally died. And... <laughs> and <laughs> Oh my god, it's just like I don't know. So I guess I, I uh this happens now uh to me uh absolutely uh all the time. GM to to, to stats, gems to golden. How y'all doing? Good morning. What up everybody? Yo GM. Yo, 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 yo. Um uh come oh, sorry, I'm like tweeting out the last thing. How y'all doing? How's how's everyone feeling this morning? I just, this, I just saw this article on you. I, I think you're 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 the most famous person in crypto today. I uh I just saw. So the, is this this article just drop like like as I open the space because I got a notification from Dan Roberts of Decrypt. Like literally, I think as I open the space, it says it. When was it? Uh, it's quite a quite a banger article. I guess we're gonna add it as its title. Yeah, thirty four minutes ago. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, so I guess I'm gonna pin that, and we're gonna talk about that too. Uh, Farouk Radio. Can a red-hot NFT talk platform grow beyond its host? Farouk Sarmad is trying to turn Rug Radio into the first Web3 media empire. He won't be able to do it alone. I fucking love that. Wow, this is great. Okay, so I guess we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> today on the show, today, today, Macro Crypto and NFT Daily Star Me Today is actually a packed show. Um, what happened with Kevin Rose's wallet uh, that happened yesterday is super fucking sad. Uh, you absolutely hate to see it, uh, all the squiggles. 
getting stolen from him. Uh, actually, Fubar is coming. And he's very tight stop and start. So at 10.45, he can come in at 11 a.m. on the dot. He's got to go. So we're going to use him for those 15 minutes. They want to go next. Uh, and then um, a little later down the show, you guys saw little Pudges went cross-chain. But what is layer zero? Because we talk about layer zero a lot. And um, and we're seeing it more and more. And, you know, when Icebacks came on, I was talking very highly of Primo. Uh, and so we have uh, Ryan Zarek, who's the CTO at layer zero and uh, literally a giga brain. And Naveen, who are going to come on here and talk about what cross-chain, the future is cross-chain, uh, layer zero and everything, which is actually going to be an, uh, an extremely interesting conversation. I'm very hyped for that. And I guess uh, in between all of this, we'll squeeze in this article and and and, <laughs> and break it down together. I have no idea what it is. Uh, I know what it is. Sorry, it, it's like two months in the making, but it just they just decided to drop. No it idea right what now, it is. So. It just has a you know one page long. Literally twelve it. twelve minutes. They actually interviewed like everyone. It's, it's sorry, Camp Decrypt. It was crazy. But anyways, 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 anyways. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Daily Market Report. Brought to you by Rug Radio. What's the word? Hey guys, things are uh, things are looking pretty rosy uh, again in markets. I think yesterday stocks were down. They actually ended the day back to unchanged. We had a, a late day rally, and stocks are up this morning. We're up about a half percent and one point two percent on the S and P five hundred and Nasdaq respectively. Um, interest rates not really moving. They're maybe a little bit higher. Oil not really moving. Maybe a little bit higher. Uh, cryptos bounce back in line with that. Bitcoin is fi- finally broken through the 23k level, so it's at 23k right now. ETH still fucking underperforming. I still don't really know why. I, I really, I really haven't. I was searching um, uh, on the internet yesterday, but I couldn't really find a good reason as to why. But um, ETH is just just above 1600 still. ApeCoin we saw just had a, a mega rally yesterday. It was up like 12, 13%. It's now above six and holding there about 6.1. Matic is strong. Matic's at, at 1.1. That's up about 12% today. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's like literally everything is rallying and ETH just seems to be lagging. Uh, I'm not really sure why, um, but it's the same thing that we've been seeing now for the last few days. Yeah, uh, I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing a whole lot of green, uh, OV. Uh, across the board, Matic just had this like giga pump this morning. Uh, what's happening in the market uh, right now for all this? To, you know what's going down. Uh, and I think yesterday were we talking yesterday about like could this be a bear trap? Yesterday was it be or on the show like like we jammed about that for a couple minutes. Yeah, and then yeah. you cannot touch on all this. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's caused it really. I think um, you know, Tesla had numbers that came out ahead of expectations yesterday, and that's something that can sometimes lead the market. Um, I think maybe some of the corporate earnings aren't as bad as people had feared. I'm not really sure. But yeah, it just seems like, um, it really seems like, uh, you know, like last year it was like sell strength. If you sold strength on, on every uh, pop, you would have made money because the market was trending downwards. This year, and like it's still very early. We're, on, we're in what, like almost at the end of Jan now. It does seem like every dip is getting bought and we seem to be having higher lows, but it's on a very small scale so far. So let's see how it goes. But um, stuff is... Stuff is feeling strong, and I think that's that. There's a lot of expectation baked in now that the Fed is going to cut rates by the end of the year, and people are really, really expecting that. So um, every payrolls, every inflation number, every FOMC um, uh, press conference we get is going to be really important, just as it was last year. And if the Fed change what they say, I mean, they change what they say to communicate any sort of pivot. I think we're going to absolutely fly. I think the Fed won't do that, but you know, they they, they keep being hawkish, and, and the market just keeps disbelieving them. And so we'll see. We'll kind of see what happens. Um, but my my hunch is that the Fed probably will get round to lowering rates by the end of the year. And I think they just don't want to say it specific, say it 
um, blatantly because they don't want to send the markets to the races. Well, the only thing Gosh. I would add to okay. what you just said is that it seems to be this. I think one of the reasons like Matic has moved, you've seen a big move towards either layer two or this concept of, like modular blockchain. So Matic's up a lot. Every single other like layer two, uh, I mean, DYDX is now, I think, on the Cosmos blockchain, but that's up a lot. Um, Metis is up a lot, which is one of the other layer two plays. Loopring, all these, all these layer two plays are rallying even magic which is kind of seen as a pro- proxy for the arbitrum token that's up a lot and then <laughs> that sh- <laughs> i don't know if it's a shit coin yet or i don't know what it is but you keep mentioning it canto it's not a shit coin <laughs> you've mentioned it about 50 times it's like a DeFi. um le- what is it it's on the cosmos chain as well right it's, it's, it's definitely li- linked to um to atom but i, I want to know about that but that's up like 200 percent of the last seven days so it feels as though that's where people are buying altcoins. Um, and that's been where like the biggest moves have been over the last seven days. Most of those layer two plays or modular blockchain plays are up, I don't know, 30 yeah. to 50% over the so, last week. Canto-wise, well, Tuesday, um, <clears throat> I invited Scott Lewis. You know Scott Lewis, right? Iconic, legendary NFT. Yeah, he created DeFi Pulse, bro. Like, this shit is not some random ass bozo created a shitcoin. Like, you know what I mean? That's what I meant. Maybe I should have started with that when I texted you, so that's on me. Uh, but uh, well, he's I coming Tuesday. What it was, and you didn't know what it was. So. No, I know what it is, but he's coming on Tuesday. <clears throat> We're interviewing him. I uh, just also forgot to tell you that. But uh, he's coming. It'll be dope. He's the guy who sold the last alien to Deepak. Uh, it's chat. Uh, yeah, but, no, I, know. <laughs> I know I'm from the DeFi space. So this, yeah. this is clearly a DeFi. I mean, if if it's back back by him, then that's that's clearly going to be an interesting yeah. play. In so DeFi. I've been trying to, I've been meaning to bridge forever. I was talking to Scott last uh, around August about about Kanto when it was first coming up, and I, I should have bridged by then. And I'm an idiot. I missed generational wealth. It was like five cents at the time. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, but it's it's interesting. But again, like for everyone listening, like that doesn't mean go and ape the fuck into something that's up two hundred percent over seven days. Also, like it takes you have to like understand how things work because you have to actually like move, you know, to Canto Network, Bridge and all that stuff, and which is something I've been lazy to do. <laughs> so so definitely uh, do your research. But he's coming on Tuesday. So if you're curious I about definitely want to know what it is. Yeah. Like, we'll chat Tuesday. Yeah. It's a layer one, I think. It's a layer one. It's an L one like yeah. built for D five, but mm-hmm. it's built kind of the functionality with 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 co- the cosmos ecosystem anyway that i've seen a bunch of different nft people who got involved in it i think probably because um obviously maybe some of the founders were in nft circles yeah, yeah i mean andy um of tesra and a bunch of people have been talking about it for a minute but quickly 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 i'm gonna transition here because i have fubar here we have fubar for 15 minutes uh, <laughs> fubar what's up man good hey, morning hey, good morning thanks for having me so how you doing man so good yeah it's um yeah, I'd love to... everybody's happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah love to um um love to uh love to have you on and thank you for for being able to make it on such a short notice as you all have probably seen by now um kevin rose's wallet yesterday was compromised uh as he fell for a phishing scam link uh, which appeared to be like a fake uh 6529 uh, memes mint link um and uh and uh and obviously immediately you all saw like people take it to twitter and whatnot and and to talk about what happened, and it's really sad. So, really, like, definitely, like, want to send Kevin some 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 good vibes here because it fucking sucks, especially Squiggles, because he used to really talk a lot about them a lot, and we all know he loves them. You know, they're very valuable uh, NFTs. Uh, but Fubar figured I'd bring you up quick because you wrote about it uh, about it. Of course, you're the go-to security person in the space. You read all the threads about what's going down. So, do you want to maybe give people like a uh, an explanation of what happened, and and I guess 
again, I know we're two years deep doing this together, calling you for security stuff, but re- like remind people uh, what not to do and also maybe talk about delegate cash real quick because if I'm not mistaken, you're involved. Uh, it's what the, uh, Yuga Labs uh, suggested as well for the sewer pass. So maybe explain that real quick because we've been talking about that a lot as well on the show. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, and fun crossover, Delegate Cash won the Canto Hackathon yesterday. So No way! <laughs> um, the... That, Not that, so much of a shit coin now, huh, Mando? I should have. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no more. I'm excited to see. There's a very quirky NFT ecosystem over there at the moment. I think the leading NFT project is called the Long Next. Long Next. It's just these like ostrich, pixelated ostrich, ostriches. Um, there's also the the Cantos. They made me an honorary toe that looked like oh no, but it, but it's got like the feet peaks and cantos and the tiara on it. It's, it's all decked out. They're I mean, if, if that doesn't if that doesn't say a three hundred and seventy million dollar market cap, I don't know what does. <laughs> yeah, same here. Exactly. You're right. Um, but yeah, oh, so man. on the do a, do a quick dive into Kevin Rosak, what what happened, how it could have been prevented, and then a quick overview of delegate. Um, so yeah, yes, yesterday. Lots of people alerted. There were about two, three million dollars worth of NFTs flowing out of Kevin Rose's vault. I think Saris was the first first to discover and report on it, at least in size. And um, yeah, so we lost. He lost an autoglyph. He lost a bunch, like twenty five chromy squiggles, most of which were pretty rare. A um, bunch of on chain monkeys and whatnot. So basically, everything he'd approved to sell from the vault. Prior, it all got wiped in a single transaction. And at first, people thought that he'd lost his private key or something, but that didn't seem to be the case because it was it, it was his vault. It was called a vault. It said locked lockdown vault on the address description. Um, and you know, he's kind of the level level of stature person you'd expect to be having having good hardware wallet practices that I that that I assume he was. But the tricky thing that got him, it wasn't that his private key got leaked. It was that he signed a bad OpenSea phishing signature. When I, when I say OpenSea phishing, not that OpenSea was the one doing the phishing, but that a site um, impersonated OpenSea or a site, a phishing site created a bundle to sell. The way that Seaport works, which is the protocol underlying OpenSea, is that it lets you bundle multiple things to sell them at a time. So you can say, I've got my board ape and my mutant and my doggo, and I want to list them all for 150 ETH. And they all go together because maybe they have the same token ID or something like that. Um, and But the problem is that this is super, it's so, it's so powerful that it makes for a good UX, but good UX means it's also incredibly easy to drain your wallets. So what happened was the hacker got him to sign a bad, a bad OpenSea signature. And the OpenSea signature said, I want to list my autoglyph and my 25 squiggles and my 30 on-chain monkeys for like 0.01 ETH. And then, and then they went and fulfilled that order themselves on OpenSea. And, be, and because it was valid, because it was signed by Kevin Rose, all those flowed out. So it wasn't, it wasn't a private key leak and it wasn't an approval attack. It was a malicious open sea bundle. Um, Damn. Yeah, which is which is kind of wild. You expect? I don't know. It's it's almost more 
harmful than even a set of, set approval for all attacks because on that one they might get all your apes but okay well that that is also very bad <laughs> where i don't think there's any point in comparing magnitudes here um losing seven figures is losing seven figures so the the trick the tricky thing and i think a nuanced but incredibly important point that's gotten lost in the thread or use a hardware wallet threads but they don't know what a hardware wallet is um, is that a hardware wallet is good for preventing people stealing your private key, but that's all it does. So you're st you still have to be responsible for what you do on chain and what transactions you sign. You can still sign transactions to move things out of your wallet. And what most people, I think, have fallen into a trap of doing, and if, I, if I'm being honest, I've fallen into this trap myself. So it's, it's a good reminder, is that their vault isn't their daily driver. Um, so they're not minting new stuff from their vault, but they will sell tokens from their vault. And when you, so say you have like a, a punk, an ape, and a mutant in your, in your vault, and you approve, you approve to sell the mutant, then you've approved OpenSea to move any of your future mutants until the end of time. And so this can lead to, this can lead to the vault being susceptible to signature phishing attacks. What people should do instead is called wallet siloing. So you have a vault wallet that only transfers NFTs and tokens in and out and doesn't do anything else. And then you have a selling wallet that you transfer tokens to when you want to sell them. And then you have a hot wallet that's your daily driver. Um, so I think the, the two wallet setup of I've got a vault, but I don't sell anything for this account. And then I have my selling account and when I want to sell something, I transfer it from my vault to my selling account, and then I list it there. That way, you're that way you're far more protected. Um, so it's a bit of, I'd say, maybe a, an extra minute or two of work, but you can rest far easier when you know that there are no approvals lingering around on that on that vault containing millions. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, thanks for the for the for the breakdown here. Yeah, it's scary, man. It's a, uh, it's scary, right? Because it's uh, they get you when you're like you know most uh, most vulnerable and uh, and you're not paying attention. And this is phishing, right? It's phishing. It's social engineering. It's exploiting, and it's just it's just absolutely terrible. So, best avoid you know signing anything with your vault, right? Um, and just transfer NFTs out and then sell them. Or even if you're gonna sell an NFT from your vault, just like. Send it to some hot wallet or like another wallet and like sell it and then send it back or like do the. It's just like it's just not worth it. That's yeah, what exactly. Yeah, it's exactly what we do. Like we, Mando and I've been doing this for a while now. Like we actually keep all our stuff in a multi sig, and then when we want to sell it, we have a hot wallet, which some of you may know as Bread Sharing. Um, and we move everything to that. Bread <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't want to see it, but now you said it, so let's see. Okay, cool. Um, but then we put stuff that we want to sell on there, and that's the only wallet that like we sell stuff from. So even like basically the idea is that even if you fuck up, like for example, if Kevin had, um, if he had, if he had clicked a link from a hot wallet, which had nothing in it apart from some ETH to mint, whatever he was trying to mint. Um, even if you fuck up, it's just that hot wallet that's compromised and it separates your assets from, from, um, from any, uh, any risk. And, and if you're on your vault, you have not, you have nothing signed and all you ever do is transfer items. Then, um, that will save you as well. And I think like a lot of people also ask the question, like, how do I transfer things? 
because when you do it on through OpenSea, you have to give OpenSea an approved contract approval before you transfer it, which is just really stupid and dumb um, yeah. on OpenSea's part. But you can actually do it. I think I believe if you do it through Luxray, you don't actually give a contract approval. I don't, if I don't know you do it, if you do it one by one on OpenSea, then um, approvals are needed to do batch transfers. But moving things one by one doesn't require an approval. So um, that's yeah, you can. You can just queue them up one by one if you want to avoid the approvals altogether. I think that's another advantage of having a multi-sig as your vault. I'd recommend that I'd recommend that people make a one-of-one one Gnosis multi-sig that's controlled by their vault and stick NFTs in there. The advantage of that is it's created as a separate account and it can't sign malicious signatures. It can only do transactions. So the transaction signature dichotomy is super confusing to most people. And frankly, it's not their fault. It's the fault of the wallets that um, don't that don't do a good job of parsing this yet. We'll probably get there, but I'd say six to eighteen months out for UX improvements. So in the meantime, you gotta take resp- take take ownership. Um, even, even if the UX isn't where you want it, then you have to you you have to make up for that. So the advantage of a Gnosis multi-sig over a pure vault is that you can't sign malicious signatures. And so it forces you to move things out when you're trying to sell, um, which, which is good. I much prefer the can't be stupid over won't be stupid because sometimes I'm tired or dumb or antsy or greedy or whatnot. And it's far better to just protect yourself in advance. So you don't have to rely on super high cognitive performance in the craze of the moment. So um, I was going to ask what, what um, basically two questions. Firstly, is like when, if this to happen to you, what is the best next step? And then secondly, maybe just a basic run through of how someone could just go into Gnosis and do this. I know we've already done it, but maybe some sort of easy way, because I think not many people have got uh, multi-six set up for themselves. Yeah. If you were, I mean, if, if you get hacked, the best thing you can do is, transfer any remaining assets to a new wallet can can be just spin spin up a new hot wallet move everything there um save what you can in the heat of the moment and then explore things later so to make a new gnosis you just go to gnosis-safe.io and it's like a couple clicks less than five minutes to just spin one up um so i can there's probably a tweet explaining it all but i'd say just yeah, I mean, I did mm-hmm. one uh, even a few days ago. It's it's super easy. You just choose the number of wallets you want as, as signers for the wallet. Um, obviously, you have to. You, they can be ideally they can all have different private keys, uh, different um, you know, different core wallets are, are the signers. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. take doesn't take long. I just don't think many people have done it, and it sounds complicated, but it's really yeah, hard. it's very 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 simple. And even I think a one of one multi sig which is, is not even a multi-sig. It's just a se- it's a separate smart contract r- wallet, really. Um, gives you huge advantages in terms of siloing assets and approvals and whatnot. It's all like, it's actually all more much more simpler than, than people think. Uh, and all the resources are out there. But Ovi, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's sound, when, you, when people say like, no sys multi-sig, yeah. it sounds like super complicated. And it's really not. It just It just requires you to spend a few minutes to read about it and learn about it and most people just don't do that out of apathy and I, I would really really highly recommend people having a look maybe I'll write a thread about it as well um, the other thing I would say is also 
we're talking about having to do contract approvals and open sea to make bulk transfers. But actually on, on Gnosis, they have two, they have all these different apps that are integrated in Gnosis and they're all super useful. Um, one of them is that you can actually um, you can actually put in like a, you can write, do like a bulk contract interaction. So you can put in like a bunch of um, contract interactions. So it could be a bunch of transfers, whatever it is, and, and run it all at the same time. And it has another function called CSV airdrop, which I actually use a lot to bulk transfer NFTs. And, and what that does is like you just fill out a little CSV sheet and say, these are all the serials that I want to move or for the apes or whatever. These are the addresses I want them to go to. Um, I just type it all up in Excel, save it as a CSV, upload it, hit send, um, and it then executes those transfers without giving up any contract approvals. Because remember, like every um, NFT contract um, has this function called safe transfer from, which allows you to actually transfer it from uh, the address that holds it to another address. And actually, I wish more contracts had like a bulk safe transfer from. I, I think that would be something that shouldn't be that hard to do, but um, uh, you can do all that stuff within Gnosis and it's just like a billion times safer. And once you get your head around how to do it and it's really not that hard, it's a billion times more efficient as well. Yeah, totally. And smart contract wallets, which Gnosis is probably the best example of at this point, let you do, let you batch transactions together and whatnot. Um, I've got to, I've, I've got to hop in a minute, but quick, quick overview, I guess, explaining delegate cash as well. Like this, this wouldn't have prevented this specific hack, but when of, of trying to sell tokens and, and then, and then getting fished on that front. But I do think it's, a great practice for other things like airdrop claiming, um, log, port, log, login, delegated login, playing playing GameFi like Sewer Pass and and so on. So basically, what it is it's it's a tool that lets you link cold wallets and hot wallets, crypto power of attorney, and then the hot wallet gets the right to do everything except move or sell the underlying token on your behalf. So su- super nice because it lets you have a hot wallet as your daily driver. Cold wallet can stay in cold storage, but you, st- you still get all the advantages of token gating, um, be that free stuff or entrance to Discord channels, Telegram communities, managing your portfolio site, and so on. So recommend that people check that out as well. So Trapo Farmer actually wrote a thread on how to uh set up a multi-sig and use gnosis so i just pinned it at the top so you guys can have a look as well yeah speaking of tropo um speaking of tropo wait first i'm gonna let fubar go Perfect. Uh, <laughs> thanks for, thanks for me. <laughs> thank you for coming fubar i appreciate you your insight and your brain always your wonderful beautiful brain uh so thank you for the for for, for the help and thank you for delegate cash it's fucking great we love the builders, so appreciate you coming this morning. Um, speaking of Tropo, speaking of Tropo, thanks for that thread. Uh, Tropo as well that uh, Ovi kindly pinned, but damn, that ratio yesterday was crazy. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> Ovi and Mando. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you guys not see that? Uh, I didn't. Do you guys really not know what I'm talking about right now? This I is saw this something with Gordon Gunn. Gordon lost it on, uh, on Twitter. Dude, so, so yesterday someone criticized... Gordon and Yuga Labs, uh, an ape criticized Gordon and Yuga Labs for, for the, for uh, like how like some professional actually I'm gonna get trip up for how some uh, some people are playing professional gamers to play yada 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 and then Gordon said look we didn't like he's explaining like how you know how this has gotten really big and it's not like they could 
uh, you know, know that was happening, whatever. And Trumpo, who's on stage right now, I love it. I love Trumpo's here. <laughs> he was like, you know, why wouldn't you anticipate that? You may be handcuffed for spanking on price, but a one-on-one Yuga asset that's literally the focal point of the next few big activations is surely worth a pretty penny. And Gordon replied, I don't know, Tropo. Why don't you go start an NFT company and get everything right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Dude, yo, Tropo, does that feel like getting yelled at by a teacher in front of everyone? It sounds like someone with a really low score. It sounds like someone with a really low score complaint. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I got slapped. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Not like punch, just like slap, which is even worse in, <sighs> in some ways. Uh, but no, like I, you know, I, I get it. <laughs> we, he's just fucking like, you know, we, we talk like that in person and like in, in the past, he has, uh, appreciated my candor. And I think I have a, a good perspective <laughs> that sometimes, you know, uh, helps, hopefully helps them to consider these things that they may not be, but yeah, I get when you're getting like, needled by everybody, it gets, uh, you know, you boil over at some point, you know, but, but. No, but, dude, it's normal. But it's okay. I, think I, I, I mean, but this is how it's worked before. Like, this was with 8Fest, right? There was the line to get the Yacht Club tickets. Uh, those went around the block. That wasn't anticipated. Other side mint was obviously insane because demand wasn't anticipated. So it's like there's been a history of them not acknowledging their own success, I think, in, in some ways. And I'm just curious, like, why that keeps happening. Because... I think it does have an impact on the experience of their community. So like my, really what I was trying to say was like, for all the good things that you guys do for the community, sometimes there are these issues that are, you know, potentially very impactful for the individual that don't get considered. And I'm just wondering like, why not? That's it. So can I, can I, uh, maybe I'm just playing devil's advocate, but do you think that it's, it's, I, know, I know what you mean, like, it, maybe it'd be great if you could only play their own wallets and maybe if there was a safe way to do that instead of delegating that, that would have been a better experience for the community. But do you not think, like, the hype created around this game, the idea you have all these other pro gamers coming in, it's almost like great. you kind of want, you want the, the line around the, the block in some ways. Like, you because die. it's signals. It's, like, as a, as, a, as a project owner, you kind of want that. I know this may be a bit extreme, but now they've got the whole of like all these pro gamers looking at this. Game oh yeah, it's great. It. It's, it's it's definitely great. Like I, I have no problem with pro gamers playing. I think as long as like people have expectations that they they, they kind of like don't stand a chance, and I think that's natural, and that's how it's supposed to be with something that's skill based. Uh, I think people might feel badly because people who weren't, you know, quote unquote apes, uh, are playing on behalf of other people or i think what's happening now is these pro gamers are like fuck this i'm not going to get paid you know one ETH, two ETH. i'm going to actually buy a sewer pass and get a good score myself and then flip it and take all the profit but in this case i think it's fine you know in the case of like a line around the block i think that's good in a way that you, you're demonstrating demand but for the people who are in line you know it sucks ass I think in this case of like Dookie Dash, it's fine. Everybody can still play. Everybody can still have fun. And, and uh, it's not, to me, it's not a big deal. But it was just kind of the. the flip of <laughs> I agree. I think you want that balance. Yeah. You want that balance. Listen, you don't, let, don't, don't lie, Trumpo. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 
Dude, I suck. I suck. You, cha- you, you changed your mind because Gordon made you change your mind, bro. <laughs> no, 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 dude. I've been, I, I've, hey, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll pay people to play. It's a fucking. I mean, I did it the first time, <laughs> like with Apes versus Mutants. I have no problem with that. But, there you go, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so you're a hypocrite. You so you're I a never, fucking no, hypocrite. I never said I was against. I never said I was against. I know, I'm kidding, bro. It was so, it was just like to me, you know what? You know why people loved it? It's me, and I shared it in a group, like, and it's like just all the founders replied, like, wow, like, I, this is exactly how I feel sometimes. Like, and I, the, honestly, I think it was less like how he answered you. It was more like a founder, and, you know, mind you, Gordon, right? Out of all founders saying, you know, why don't you go start an NFT company and get everything right? And sometimes you just want to scream that, like, yo. Why don't you try this? No, like, you know, and then let me know how it feels. <laughs> no, but like that that feels bad for me because like I don't I don't want people to feel that way about me, you know? Oh no, you're not like that. You're an OG ape. You even won this ape. You were like super active within the community early on. We all know that. That's why it's funny that's you, you know? It wouldn't be that funny if it was so Tropo, I'm 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 done fighting uh Yuga, but also your voice sounds so good, dude. What's up with this? <laughs> is, is this like, what are you doing over there? You got your, like, roadcaster thing? Or are you just, this is like a dad voice thing you got going I'm on? I'm literally just holding my phone in front of my mouth. I, I, um, I, w- I was there you when... You got a face for radio. You know what I, mean? I was there for the iconic Sobe deleted tweets coming at Tropo. I was there during that time. Uh- <laughs> Dude, then Tropo had the last laugh, bro. I should have fucking just had kids and been gone to Disneyland and fucking head he to won. toe Yuga, Yuga merch. <laughs> No, I bought I bought these fucking clones, and then I bought fucking thirty hundred ETH worth of fucking clothes that I don't even know what I'm gonna do with. So I'm the fucking idiot. No, dude, I, oh I had to buy a I had to buy a storage locker to hold all my ape merch. I literally put it in a locker, a storage facility. You should have just put your kids' God. stuff in the storage facility and just put the new stuff in there. Really right? open their, yes, they open their closet to get dressed for school, and there's just fucking black hoodies. It's filled with black hoodies. Do, do your kids like know what this thing that you're in now? Because that was the one thing that I really wanted to just keep in touch with you for like ten years and ask you like ten years after the fact. You guys go to like Disney World and your kids are like, "Dad, why the fuck is there a neon picture of an ape in all of our baby photos? Like, what what was going on back then?" No, they, this will be like just a uh, a part of their lives. They will be like, "What was that fucking?" You know, when you're a kid, you like see things from your parents' house. You know, they like just stick in your mind and it's kind of meaningless to other people. But I think that'll be the case for them. They're like, why was there uh, this, this gigantic painting of an ape on our wall when I was a kid for a couple years, what happened to that thing? And I'll be like, uh, I burned that for, for uh, warmth when we lost our house. Cause I didn't sell my ape. Anyways, I think it's hilarious, uh, and it was great, Tropo. Right, but, good support, yeah, by the way. Yeah, so. yeah, thank you for putting that thread, by the way. I think it's really important to uh, for people to check out the concept of a multi-sig. I think it adds uh, an additional layer of security that's very important because it forces you to have another thought, give pause. Even if you're the person who's signing all of these uh, approvals yourself, which I, I do, like, there's still the physical act of, putting out a different ledger, putting in a different smart card, using a different wallet. And like Kubar said, it does add some protection from certain kinds of uh, signatures. So thanks for pinning that. Thanks for uh, sharing. You know. And uh, cool. Take care. Anytime. Anytime, Tropo. Uh, and uh, I think it's very important. Security is very fucking important. 
Uh, but anyways, 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 we're going to have some guests coming up soon. But we do want to make sure we cover our favorite thing, and that's NFTs. Who is the man, macro daddy of the land? Can you dig it? Yeah, GM, everyone. Um, still uh, some okay volumes. Not Nothing crazy. Sewer Pass, I think, was the, was the most active again. Just shy of a thousand ETH worth of volumes on OpenSea. Um, most of the Bored Ape stuff is holding up okay. ApeCoin pumped briefly above six, I think, yesterday. Um, but then drop back down. So again, staking has been a been a great trade for a lot of those assets. So uh, mutants just shy of sixteen, board apes just shy of seventy two. Um, you saw the checks um, by Visualized Value, Jack Butcher. They doubled, I think, pretty much since we came on the show. They were up fifty percent overnight. A ton of volume going through. Um, they're about zero point five each floor. So. Um, congrats! I, I actually was really impressed when he came on the show. So I think he's got a, he's got a grand vision for the whole thing. So um, that went well. You saw Doodles announce that their Doodles Two, which is going to be the customization of uh, basically allow people to customize Doodles, is going to be on the Flow blockchain. Um, that was maybe a little bit surprising uh, for people who perhaps don't know the background of of um, Doodles, but these are all the guys that basically help set up the Flow blockchain. So. Um, kind of not really surprising uh, when you when you think of it like that. Um, but they dipped slightly. I think Doodles dropped about ten percent. Duplicators dropped about fifteen percent. Um, so maybe the news wasn't taken as positively about the chain that they use, or maybe even the utility. But um, yeah, definitely a bit of a dip there. I, I don't think it was fully revealed how the duplicator is going to work, but um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna find out with some time. Um, away from that, memes were still active. Memes by six five two nine, they dropped slightly again. They, they've been, I feel, I feel like they peaked what three or four days ago, and now they're like slowly dropping since then. Although you're still seeing a decent amount of volume. Captain saw uh, the captain's mint by the meme land ecosystem. That that's still very active. That's now above uh, four ETH. You obviously saw Squiggles dip on the back of the Kevin Rose um, hack. I think they are now hanging out just shy of 14 ETH, so like 13 ETH. They'd hit, they were at like 17 or 18 for a while, but um, I guess you've got to wait until those are flagged as stolen. I think they probably would be by now. Um, and then you saw Pudgy Penguins. Uh, Pudgy Penguins announced that they were going to go um, multi-chain. You can buy them on... The little Pudgies, yeah. The little Pudgies. Little Pudgies, sorry. <clears throat> on a range of different uh, layer two chains, it looks like. Um, and we obviously have the layer zero people, <clears throat> people coming on the show uh, today who can take us through what layer zero is and, and kind of how uh, I imagine a lot of different collections could go this route of, of trying to go multi-chain um, and make, or at least allow for easy bridging between the different chains. I think that was it uh, in terms of in terms of uh, volumes. Uh, you saw, Oh, that was the other thing, the Porsche Mint, right? <laughs> so Porsche obviously uh minted i think only around three just shy of uh 2500 uh mints and went from trading at was it 0.911 uh so 911 was obviously the reference um they are now trading at just over two ETH. so i think they peaked at around three ETH, but a ton of volume going through we were speaking about it yesterday for a um i mean obviously there was a lot of criticism for it i think us included, right? Didn't feel, quite feel right. Or at least I think we were maybe slightly more balanced. I don't know. I, I personally don't think this is that different to other car companies that have approached the space. I don't think it's a high effort 
like mint necessarily, or maybe I'm maybe I'm looking at um, looking at it too myopically. But it does. Um, I was kind of unsurprised with that sort of collection size and Porsche's name that it could go up to that sort of level. Um, we were speaking about like NFTF as an example. I know they had more of a physical backing of like the, the product, but luxury good NFTs I think could do could do well. Um, so. Uh, would I buy it here? No, but I can completely understand why. It actually, it actually went up pretty pretty aggressively, even even um, after it didn't mint out. Because with that low collection size, only two thousand or so, there's um, there's there could be some value to what they bring. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting, right? Uh, obviously, we talk about the Porsche thing in, in general. It doesn't change how things went down and the mint close and whatnot. But people want to speculate, and some people made money, so good for them. You absolutely love to see that uh, in the space. I guess we'll see <clears throat> what they can do from there. Obviously, from their own, like the the offering is much more interesting when there's like only less than three thousand NFTs, right? So um, we'll see what happens on that front um, for uh, for the drop. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, just a reminder: rock.fm forward slash rewards. Uh, you can now claim. Uh, your five rock token with the code layer zero L A Y E R layer zero Z E R zero <laughs> layer zero all caps get five rock token token you can just opt in if you're on Genesis NFT or a membership pass every morning and by the way guys we've crossed a thousand so we're getting about twenty to forty people a day uh, joining rewards programs it's super cool that's a thousand people I can just just like that, I click a button, uh, 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 earn rock token for listening. But Mando, um, what's your original thoughts on the doodles? Uh, yesterday, I mean, on the market report, we we're reporting that you know there was some quite an influx. I think went to eight and a half ETH, and then uh, now it was just a slight dip after the news on the flow. So I'm assuming the market was like expecting something else, and they announced flow blockchain. I think I personally think it's quite interesting what they're attempting to do, and it's different. And I like that. We were talking about it last night on January three with uh, Sobi and D's, but we're talking about how you know. A lot of the teams are just going to be experimenting and doing a lot of different things, and 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 we're kind of down for that. Like I think it's cool to see uh, what they're going to do. Uh, we have Julian, uh, the CEO of Doodles, actually coming in tomorrow morning uh, on the show, uh, so we'll be able to obviously go more in depth uh, about the Doodles, the plan, flow, everything. But uh, a lot of volume across the board. But what are you guys' initial thoughts on that? Um, well, so so basically, they are. Um, it's going to allow the NFT holders to customize their characters. It looks like. For use on different games. Um, remember, the Flow blockchain backs was the one that backs NBA Top Shot. Um, it's from Dapper Labs. Uh, obviously, it's its own layer one, so like it's not necessarily integrated that amazingly well with a with a ETH NFT. So maybe there was some criticism about that. Um, I kind of thought that people knew what Doodles Two was going to be about. Like, it, I don't think it was really a secret that they were going to do like these digital wearables for your avatars and that your, your your doodles and that the rare traits would hopefully mean that you will be able to sell them. But I'm not too sure, but maybe that was a disappointment. Um, but that felt like exactly what they had been saying for a while, right? That there would be potentially millions of different combinations of doodles and they you'd be able to customize them with different, different wearable traits. Um, it feels maybe similar to kind of what artifacts like the original artifact idea where you like drop different wearables. Um, this obviously isn't just going to be sneakers, but, um, and maybe that the, the meta of the whole ecosystem is slightly shifting away from that. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the floor price definitely dropped notably on the back of that announcement. So maybe people were expecting some, some other golden goose from this announcement, which wasn't quite there. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens then. They still have a lot happening in Feb. Feb is going to be a big fucking month, man, for NFTs. Wow. Uh, I was just yeah. looking at our February. It's massive. But when I look at the others, like you have the Doodles coming up. You have Yuga stuff is in Feb. Like, you know, like the summoning is the 15th, right? And the end of the game is the 8th. You have the airdrop. It's Blur is actually the 14th. Like, Dead Center. Like, it's, it's, and there's a few other things going on in February. Like, it's actually really cool. Like, you know, I mean, Kazam was launching his meme stuff. It's probably going to do well. Like, you know, it's, it's just like, there's a lot happening in February, man. Like, it's and it's right around the corner. Like, literally, when when's what are we? God, we're already uh, uh Jan twenty six. That's literally, literally Wednesday. <laughs> it's February. It's exciting. Yo, stats. What's up, man? Let me go to you for a second. What's your download here? How you doing, man? Good morning. What's up, guys? You um, talk to Kevin. Is he good? Is he is he feeling a little better? I know it's like really tough at first. Like it fucking sucks, man. Yeah, I talked to him a little bit, mainly about getting him his autoglyph back because um, a oh, friend of mine. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, a friend of mine got it. So. Sen, right? Sen had it. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Sen. So, yeah, yeah, selling it back for 104. And you know, in Sen, you know, just kind of to further plug Sen, there was a live bid on NFTX for 175. So he he literally had you know seventy oh, liquid more there. Um, but yeah, uh, the person dumped it for a wheat bit of a one hundred four point sixty nine ETH uh, right after the autoglyph, which has a three hundred fifty ETH floor, mind you. And obviously, we know what autoglyphs are. It's like one of the most valuable NFTs ever. But it's um yeah, shout out to Sen. That's good for, good sport for catching and trying to side back to Kevin for that cost. But gone. That's uh good to hear. Yeah. So I don't know, man. He seems uh, like. It's more. I, I'm more just based off the way he's tweeting. You know, I got a couple instant messages from him about getting that autoglyph back, and he was just like, "Long day," you know. But you know, the way he's tweeting, he's like, "Hey, everyone got hacked. Download coming tomorrow." You know, it's just kind of like that same attitude just doesn't really change. Um, and a huge piece of his collection is still there. You know, all his Moonbirds, his X copy, his Ringers, his Meridian. You know, kind of a whole lot. Obviously, it's still insanely violating. But um, you know, who knows? Um, I am going to LA though today, so we'll see him there. We'll see how that goes. Uh, on the doodles, I mean, I think, I think the doodles thing is extremely consistent. You know, if, if you go back and listen to overpriced JPEGs with Poopy over a year ago, you know, he's been talking about become like the goal of becoming a global brand, a brand with reach, a, a brand that, you know, is accessible to people at all price points, you know? So if you've been buying doodles and buying into this ecosystem, you know, like they've been incredibly transparent. So this just feels like it's kind of more of that vision. You know what you're getting here. You're getting someone who's making that bet. And then the bet is ultimately that a massive brand value comes back at some level to the OG holders. So I don't know. It, it feels very consistent with, I think, how he's always talked about this project. So I, I don't think there's any surprise. I'm like less inclined to say it's like a big disappointment that it's selling off. Just like almost everything sells off after news. Like there are of exceptions, course. but Classic. by and large, big announcements come out, <laughs> like stuff sells off. That's just like the things. It's everyone. It's not just like blue chip, aquamarine chip, fucking random ass project. Like everyone. Mando, I saw you on mute. No, you I think that's 100% true. Like Board <laughs> Ape sold off right after their announcement, and then people started Everything. playing the game, and then they liked it, and then they found like it is that case that people build up in their mind that this could be something insane, and then it's literally what they said they were going to do, and then people are like, oh this is rugged you know rugged uh and then <laughs> right. maybe the utility ends up being better than than the then disappointed feeling around the whole thing yeah it's uh it is what it is right but you know what 
I, I like that they're trying different things. You know, like, you know, we, we, a lot of, you know, the joke around the rules and the tweets and stuff. And of course, like when Austin comes, we like to fuck around with him and everything. Like, I get it. And, you know, on maybe on the comm side, it wasn't great before, but they seem to have hired a lot of people within the space and the community of soul. Like, a lot of announcements are hires. And, you know what? I, I'm really, I, I, I want this to work. And I think, like, the, I think Sobi, was it you talking last time about how, like, at the end of the day, like, Doodle Store is not, like, targeted at, like, us. Like, it's targeted to, like, help like expand the ecosystem and bring more people into doodles that IP, but also like into the space. So it doesn't matter. And the fact that with your doodle one, you're going to be probably able to like sell those trades. So I'm curious about that aspect. So we'll keep those questions for tomorrow morning, but so be gone. No, I think uh, I see people in groups and stuff talk about doodles or clones and all this stuff. And they go like, ah, oh, it feels like they don't care about us holders. They don't care about us holders. And uh, I do think there's this weird kind of sense of like, uh, entitlement, like racing. I think few people do change their opinion if the market agree that this thing was good and mm-hmm. the floor price went up because they'd be like, "Oh yeah, it is rewarding us. Like our price is higher, even though no one like is selling." And so I think there's this huge imbalance of like, man, I'm trying to build a brand and a business, and how do like just because you bought this picture, does that mean like I'm indebted for you for the rest of my life? That everything I have to do, everything that this business does, has to enrich you in some way. And that, that that's the other thing is like there's a huge difference between if you bought a doodle on the primary sale versus the, a doodle on the on the secondary sale, right? Like like there's all these different problems I think within, within NFT communities that sometimes uh, I'm glad that the doodles team is doing what they think is best and is executing on their vision instead of going no I should listen to ten thousand fucking people on the internet that just want free money. That like can't think beyond a month or three months of like how to build something. I've never really built anything, yeah, uh, in their life. So I don't know. It's just a weird thing between holders and, and projects, and like I think we'll see more of this stuff. Yeah, it's uh, you're gonna see a lot of that, of course. So, uh, but you know, excited to chat with him uh, tomorrow uh, morning. I think he's coming from like ten fifty because he has a he has a different, uh, uh, you know, she has a he has a different he has um he's on schedule as well, so he'll be on. For a portion of the show tomorrow, uh, to talk um, to talk uh, all things um, all things doodles and uh, and uh, and whatnot. So we'll see where that takes us. Uh, the checks seem to be doing good, man. Though um, you know, I saw your tweet. You know, I like that. <laughs> I, I, I'm you know, Jack is playing uh, the Jack. You know, the checks game. You love to see it. I'm not sure if there was an announcement with regards to like what's happening, but I know like there's a bunch of like game theory. And he was explaining to the on the show the other day that you know, uh, obviously it's going to keep evolving and keep happening. Everybody's like kind of like playing, uh, playing this their own way. So it's actually super interesting. I don't know, man. Have you there's followed like, since? Go ahead. There's been like DAOs popping up, like trying to what? acquire checks to like get that black check that he was talking about. It's pretty oh. neat. Really? Not all treasures are gold and silver, my mate. And it's, I love that the Jack Sparrow meme with, with holding the holding the 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 black uh, the black check uh, like a tre- treasure is super cool. By the way, if if Ryan, Zarek and, and Naveen are in the audience, want to like just request to speak bottom left so I can get you all. And just a reminder, if you're opting into rewards, layer zero is the code L A Y E R Z E R O. Uh, layer zero, all caps uh, to claim your rug token. But interesting. I'm trying to look through through Jack's. Um, he also um, did a an open edition, I think it was, um, which has which has been very active recently. The it was the um, old Pepe, right? The Pepe one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I have, yeah. Those the are old cool. Pepe was done this month, but yeah, it's um, if you like the idea, you don't want to buy uh, 
the checks. Um, it, these are having traded like 0.05, so it could be interesting. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think I got mine like I think a couple of weeks ago because I, obviously I like Pepe's and everything frogs, so I had to get one. And I like Jack, so it was like the perfect little thing to have in my wallet. <laughs> uh, and we talked about it last week too. It's it's a bummer we didn't get to talk really with Jack about uh, exactly what's gonna uh, what he's doing with that, but it seems like it was just a fun addition that uh, that he that he put out. And look, we continue to see all these like you know uh, derivatives come out. You know, not just ours, but just like so many people have done it. It's just like it's added so much. It's added so much value to the to the to the check swap. Point forty five ETH. Damn, they were like what selling for point two ish, right on Friday. Um, twenty three hundred ETH in volume. There, it's um, it's quite impressive, uh, to to say the least. Uh, what's uh, what's going on on uh, on uh, on that front and on that side of the spectrum? So, absolutely love to see it. Uh, and I'm trying to see what else is doing good here as I'm we're waiting. Uh, we have Ryan's going to join us shortly. I just gotta got in touch with him. But uh, Mando, I don't know if there's oh there's Naveen. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else that you know uh, caught your eye. Um, but yesterday. Uh, briefly, we talked about when you were missing. Uh, we were talking about um, the meme, the um, the art meta, and how really like we're seeing like a very big influx and increase in like all things art, and how like a lot of this run is like really art led compared to 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 the last one with a lot of PFPs. Um, and so I don't know what your what your thoughts were on this because it pretty much all started with the manifold, you know, open editions at the end of December, which caused a lot of volume, which is awesome, and you're still seeing it, you know, get some strength uh, here. Yeah, I think this has been a. I actually think this has been a bull market across m- most things, like crypto, um, profile picture projects, and art has mainly been active. It's found a new vehicle, right? Like I think throughout twenty twenty one, or at least the back end of twenty twenty one, it never really had after art blocks kind of had its famous explosion. Um, it didn't really take part in the in the collectibles rally. Uh, let's say across a bunch of different collections and now it feels as though um these additions might might um be a form where you know you get some degenerate <laughs> degenerate gamblers involved in this space as well which some people might like some people might not like that's clearly what's driving a lot of the volume in in some of the additions as well um but that has meant that yeah there's a lot of volume going through through um uh, art at the moment and i think that's that's across the space I, I think it's been a it's been a good period let's be honest for the last two months in nfts um since kind of ftx blew up uh, and everything got decimated since then it's uh it's definitely bounced back very very strong um and it'll be interesting to see how these like forms continue i i'm still not a big fan of open editions as, as a as a tool to sell art um because of uh, I just think the supply demand imbalance never really quite gets solved, but I do quite like limited editions and, and like um, high high effort collectibles, which have been which were kind of popular even in twenty twenty two. Like you saw Renga, you saw Chimp, Chimpers, um, Tabs, Rekka. Like the idea that artist led um, drops, I think I think will be still a big thing this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool, and you absolutely love to see that. I've been I've been having a lot of fun. I'm having more fun. I just minted this morning, for example. You know, Sergito came in last week, and it, like the first Meep card, it got your Jakaido edition, and like I think it's cool. Like again, more cool yeah, that art. Floor is, dope. Where's that floor? Bro, three and a half or something, dude. It's nuts. Let me check right now for you because I'm on it. Three point eighty eight ETH. It was 0.05 ETH, 0.05 ETH mint when he came on this on here for like 
just quickly talk about it for like five, 10 minutes. Like it's actually nuts. Shout out to the five people who got one for free <laughs> by listening to GM Web3, you know? Uh, so that's that's actually, damn, Mando, <laughs> five people got this shit for free <laughs> last week. <laughs> that's so crazy, bro. Oh, man. I love to see that. 3D80 mint uh, on, on the Meep, and the Meep Festo is 8.18, and the Jekaido is already at 0.68. I don't know if it's done minting. I don't, I'm not too sure of the exact supply, but... Um, you absolutely love to see it. But anyways, I do want to transition here uh, to a special guest today. So basically what happened is yesterday, uh, Mando quickly touched on that. Uh, the Pudgy Penguins announced there's been a leak from the lab. A portal allowing little Pudgies to travel between chains has, op- chains has opened. The little Pudgies are officially cross-chained. But what the fuck does cross-chain exactly mean, right? Like we talk about it a lot. Right uh, on this show, uh, a lot of people talk about it uh, across, you know, NFT Twitter. We had uh, ice bags come on, uh, come on the Twitter spaces as well, and talk about, you know, uh, the, the 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 pandas and, and about cross chain. And he mentioned someone called Primo and how he was the biggest brain in the space and whatnot. And so, uh, obviously, you know, Primo, who's you know co-founder of um, of um, of um, of Layer uh, and co-founder of Layer Zero Labs, uh, you know. And so we figured. Why not uh, get you know the people that are empowering right um, this uh, cross chain future for NFTs to come and talk about this on on the on the Gem Web Three show and, and educate our audience on what's going on and so spun off of a chat I was having with Naveen in the chat obviously Naveen uh, who's on here with us co founder of Tari co founder of Yat I mean y'all know what that is and uh, and we have Ryan I think oh, he just got rugged no I saw Mando got rugged real quick Ryan uh, Zarek who's a co founder of CTO of Layer Zero Labs who's also like a giga braid in the space. So we're going to get him back in a second. Uh, damn it. Uh, but Naveen, good morning. How you doing? What's up, bro? How are you, man? Dude, long overdue. Naveen on, on, on the morning show. Damn, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, dude. I love what you guys do here. It's uh, such an important part of what we're all trying to do in Web3. You know, just tell everyone what's going on and, and give them the scoop. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Damn, I don't know what's going on with Ryan. Um, but I saw Mando got booted off stage as well two seconds ago, and now Ryan. So, um, damn. Uh, let's see. Oh, let me it try and. Radio, you know. It is Rug Radio after all. Um, what's great is that, you know, one problem I'm not having with, with Spaces, Naveen, is, is having to change the brand name because we just continue to get rugged. Uh, and so it's keeping the brand alive. And the lore around it just keeps on being built. <laughs> so it's it's absolutely great. Um, so let me try and get Ryan back up. I don't know, Naveen, if you want to text him. And maybe try to get him to request again. Yeah, he uh, he's coming. His uh, phone isn't connecting. He said, "Give him a couple minutes." So he's, okay. he's working no on. No problem. It. We can we can we can yeah, start. Why do you think Hell yeah, we can... zero is then? Yeah, exactly. Let me give you a whole brief. Why do you think I invited these MFR big brains on this stage, man, today? Because I actually don't know enough, and I want to know more. So I may as well educate myself and educate the 475 people are here right now. And by the way, if you're listening, bottom right. Hit us with that retweet. If you have any questions about Layer Zero, that's where you go and ask them. I'm going to try and pick up some questions, shout you guys out in the audience. But, um, you know, definitely give this a retweet and let's get this started. But Navi, maybe first you want to give a quick intro of yourself, uh, you know, of Tari and, you know, like who you are in the space because, you know, you've been around for a minute. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I'm a, you know, entrepreneur, love building new things, um, have been building things now for a couple decades, um, started my career in the music business. Uh, then got into Web3 and crypto stuff in around 2016 with a project called Monero. Uh, so I'm definitely more of a privacy uh, nerd. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I, I started 
a project called Tari with actually the former lead maintainer of Monero, this amazing guy named Ricardo. He goes by Fluffy Pony here on, on in the Twitterverse. And we launched a product called Yat uh, a couple of years back. And Yat is a self-sovereign identity product where you're known as a string of emojis instead of alphanumeric characters. And uh, yeah, we have like a bunch of really, really incredible shit um, launching this year. We're doing some really, really cool stuff with Layer Zero um, and uh, and many other partners in the space. And yeah, it's going to be an incredible year. It's like uh, it's a brand new, brand new world out there for all of us. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely quite um, quite the quite the quite the background. So. Um, we're gonna get Ryan back and uh, on here, but maybe in the meantime, Mando, you want to explain to us what Layer Zero is? <laughs> I can have a go. I can have a go. Um, so I think I think there was a trend probably about what was it a year ago where you start to see, or maybe less than that, uh, multi-chain, omni-chain NFTs. Right? You could mint them on several different chains, um, and the idea was that when you saw this ecosystem build with Solana, with ETH with um, other layer ones, um, which was a popular trade kind of, let's say, in 20, uh, 2022, early 2022. AVAX, shout out Sobi, um, and a couple of others. It, it, it felt as though there was going to be this big desire to make sure you had the tech uh, to have omni-chain NFTs, which you could, you could buy um, on um, any chain. And I think layer zero was born out of that desire, really. I think it's an um, like an omni-chain uh, company, basically, that is looking to um, allow different um, NFTs to be traded. I think majority is on EVM chains, so it's it looks like looking at the, the little pudgies, it's going to be mainly around um, layer twos on Ethereum. So uh, I didn't actually see the announcement, like which exact um, which exact layer twos is going to be able to be traded with, but I think this could be. This could be quite a big deal. It just makes it it just makes it easier. So for example, like for Rogue, I know you don't bridge that often, but a lot of people have their their funds on different um, different layers of Ethereum, like different layer twos in Ethereum. Particularly people who are into DeFi, the majority of well, a lot of the DeFi ecosystem is going to move. I would say to layer twos just because of the transaction costs on layer one. So the idea of being able to um, to buy your NFTs seamlessly um, on different chains is going to be relatively important. Um, so you could have your your ETH on something like Matic or on Arbitrum or on Optimism or one of these other layer twos and still be able to buy, let's say, a board Ape. But let's say in this scenario, it's, it's a little pudgy, I think it's going to be important. Um, it saves you having to do that yeah. bridge, which often can take, depending on on like the roll up type, can take a long time. Um, so, I think uh, I think this is going to be a smart workaround. I don't know much more than that. I'm not a tech expert, like how it's that's why we got Raz on here. Exactly, it's done. But um, yeah, maybe, maybe we can go into more. Well, stuff. yeah. So, so Mando, just to zoom out, um, you know, and, and Raz is here now, so he he's the he's the world expert in all things layer zero and omni-chain messaging protocols. But just to zoom out, like what is the vision here and what's like the purpose of something like layer zero? So from my point of view, I think what's really important for all of us to understand is that, you know, look, there's 4.6 billion internet connected people on this planet. There's probably only a few million people tops that are actually active um, in crypto today. So it's still literally the first inning for all of us. And at the end of the day, you know, how important 
is it going to be for everyone out there in the world to know which underlying blockchain a given asset is issued on? It's not like you go around the web and, and visit websites and at the top of the website, it says powered by MySQL or powered by Postgres or powered by some other database. So one of the things that's really attractive from my point of view with regards to what Layer Zero is doing is it's, it's really a critical piece of technology in terms of obfuscating the complexity, like just removing and, and essentially hiding the complexity um, that exists uh, within our world. I mean, part of the reason that there are so many usability challenges, whether we talk about phishing or hacks or other sorts of challenges that exist in our space, is because we're simply, as a, as a community, exposing way too much complexity. So, um, you know, all these chains have different uh, different nuances, different trade-offs. Some of them are fast. Some of them are slow. Some of them have, you know, sort of focus areas in gaming or DeFi. But at the end of the day, does the end consumer actually care where their asset lives? Uh, you know, I, I think the general view, if, if you look forward, is probably not. And in that case, then the ability for you to use something like Layer Zero uh, to move value and move assets across these chains becomes mission critical because you could have something that exists on a chain that is perhaps really, really fast, but is really focused. And, oh, it may be better for you to actually list it on a marketplace on another chain because there happens to be more liquidity there. And, and how do you do that? Can you do that in a way where you completely hide uh, you know, all the complex UX around bridging away from the user? And, and that's sort of the opportunity that's afforded uh, by something like Layer Zero and, and why Layer Zero is such a big deal and such an important like, core invention in our industry. It's super important. And by the way, to answer you, um, uh, Mando, uh, for the little part specifically, it's BNB, Matic, um, uh, so Polygon, sorry, and uh, and um, and Arbitrum, if I'm not mistaken. But we have Raz who's back here. Let me test Raz one, one more time. I'm here. Mic check. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> wow, what a nightmare. But Dude, I, I finally got good internet. Deeply don't, apologize for being late. Don't, don't apologize. It's all good. We're all used to it. It's called Rug Radio for a reason. Literally born out of getting <laughs> rugged on Twitter. Like literally the name was born out of like us getting rugged on Twitter by the tech. So don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> So we're almost two years deep into getting rugged like this. And it, it, so shout out to Twitter for keeping a brand alive. Super happy and excited to have Raz. Uh, who is a co-founder of CTO at Layer Zero Labs, who are living at the forefront of this omni-chain future within the space. So super important. So Raz, like, welcome to the show. Good morning. Also, maybe you want to give yourself a quick intro and talk to us, like, you know, in your words, like, you know, what, you know, what is what is Layer Zero and what is uh what what's up with Omnichain? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm Raz, co-founder CTO of Layer Zero. Um, started Layer Zero with uh, two of my other co-founders, uh, Brian Pellegrino, known people know him as Primo. And uh, our, our other buddy, Caleb, we were been roommates in college and uh, when we were roommates in college, been building stuff together for 16 years. Uh, so just been like longtime uh, repeat co-founders. And uh, Layer Zero is an uh, omni-chain interoperability protocol. And what that means is that we are connecting smart contracts on different blockchains uh, to be able to communicate directly with one another, uh, point to point, um, and create... Uh, you know, breaking down the walls of these walled gardens that, that uh, each blockchain essentially is, right? Uh, making it, uh, making the ability to make these multi-chain applications that take advantage of the speed of, of a, say, of a Solana and the uh, security of an Ethereum, and then say the storage of a Filecoin or an Arweave, 
and kind of create this potential, this future of a unified applications where you users don't even know what blockchain they're necessarily or potentially on. Like these are kind of like visions we have of the future and like current things you can do now are like be able to move, like you've seen with Pudgy, uh, with their little pudgies, move NFTs between chains seamlessly and have it be native on each chain. It's the real NFT that Pudgy actually deployed and owns and has uh, provenance. And there's you can see, track where it's been, where it's going. Um, <clears throat> and each version of this Pudgy, wherever you take it, is the original um, actual token, right? It's not this wrapped asset. It's not an IOU. Uh, it is the ex real existing one. You can see it as if you were transferring art from one country to another, the same concept, right? Why should your art be stuck in one ecosystem? Why, is it, why can't it go somewhere else, right? So imagine if you're a game company and you want to build some type of game, but all these layer ones are too expensive to build on. You want high throughput potentially. So you make another game, you go to a gaming chain or you make your own gaming chain, you go to a faster chain, but there's no liquidity for these NFTs. So now you have to make a marketplace and, and then you have to make, um, you know, bring liquidity onto that chain. And it's just not your core competency as a game developer, as an NFT creator, as uh, you know, artists, you just want to work on what you build, right? Like you want to work on what your, your creative process and you don't want to be worrying about things that are outside of your core competency. And so this NFT standard, this thing that, you know, ghostly ghosts and the Kanpai pandas and, um, you know, little G's are, 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 are using enables uh, these, uh, these teams and these uh, to be able to move their NFTs, their arts between chains. And in the same way that gaming chains that are coming out now building on layer zero will be able to focus on the game itself. And then these assets are created and bring them to where liquidity is. So users, so they don't have to create an open sea on their chain that you could play the game, bring your win NFTs, or, you know, whatever art you have, collectibles, and take those to other chains and use them and sell them. And then also access all those users everywhere, right? We're layer zero is the internet of blockchain and we are connecting all of them. That's super cool. And so do you want to talk maybe about like, what made you want to, what made you want to really get into this? And when did this exactly start? Like when did you guys uh, launch uh, um, layer zero? Yeah. So we were, we were, I guess, you know, playing around the space for a while. We were doing uh you know, on trading strategies for hedge funds, building, um, you know, uh, arbitrage situations before, like, um, before Flashbots had come out, we just playing around the space. And we wanted to build some a product. We wanted to build something cool. And at the time, uh, when we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do, Binance Smart Chain, now BNB Chain had come out and it started to get a lot of traction. And so we saw, oh, wow, there is a ton uh, of new users who want these cheap transactions that are still EVM and we are able to, and people are bringing existing applications that are on Ethereum to Binance Smart Chain, renaming them, and they're attracting a lot of users there. So we thought, oh, we should make a multi-chain application. So first thing if you're gonna do when you make a multi-chain application is you need some type of messaging layer or a bridge. And uh, so I evaluated all the things out there and they all kind of follow the same like con standard, right? Of having what we call a middle chain. And the middle chain is essentially this consensus mechanism that sits in the middle, so another chain, that is listening from one chain to another, uh, listening to multiple chains, right? And when, when you want to send a message from chain A to chain B, uh, you essentially send it uh, to this chain's, this middle chain smart contract on chain A, it emits some message, and they come to, this middle chain comes to consensus and then brings it over. Now, the problem is you have to, the trust boils down to the weakest link when you're doing messaging. And so the weakest link is this middle chain, 
Uh, and so how do you, how does this mill chain secure it, right? Because if they're moving, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, but they have nothing staked, then they're incentivized to attack in the same way that if it was cost effective to attack Ethereum, it would have happened already. And so, you know, what they, some of them try to do is they do the staking mechanism where these mill chains will stake assets. And um, so say you stake like, you know, $100 million or something. Um, and so as long as you are securing less than $100 million, then it's economically viable. But the problem is, as these middle chains become more and more successful, they need more and more staked to economically secure that messaging. And it's just, they ends up happening is they get defeated by you know, their own success. As they, you know, pull on a billion dollar project, they need a billion dollars more in stake, or uh, it, it's, you know, as they become more decentralized, it's obvious, it, it's inevitable an attack will happen, right? If you could lose a hundred million, but steal a couple billion, it, it's a no brainer. Um, and so that concept that that mentality of like having this middle chain is a scary process and a, and a scary concept that we would never want to build on so we wanted to figure out something different right and the other thing that we liked was Co cosmos ibc style light client um but the problem with the like doing a full on-chain light client is that it costs you know 50 to 100 million dollars per day per pairwise chain to attach to ethereum it's very expensive to run you don't see full on-chain light clients uh especially uh you know couple years ago um, to go to Ethereum because it's too expensive to do that. It really stays within these faster, uh, cheap chains for storage. So like mostly Tendermint chains. So we took this concept and we created uh, what we call an ultra light node, which basically takes two par parties, an Oracle and a Relayer, and they bring, Oracle brings a block header, Relayer brings a transaction proof, validation happens end to end uh, on the destination chain. And so we took away this concept of middle chain and we put security, what we call in the hands of the actual applications themselves. So application layer zero is truly an open and permissionless protocol for communication. And we allow applications to essentially uh, set their own security parameters. So they can set who is Oracle that's moving things. It could be Chainlink, which obviously secures you know, tens of billions of dollars in TVL today. It could be um, any other Oracle's systems that are out there. It could be, uh, they could also choose their own relayer set. It could be layer zero labs. They could choose anybody else to be a relayer. It's completely open. And it also means they could run it themselves. So imagine teams could stake with their tokens and run uh, like a uni could stake with a uni token and, and have a network of relayers that comes to consensus with uni staking and are acting as the relayer, uh, things like that. So it's completely um, in control and in the hands of the applications themselves which is exactly what we would have wanted as developers. And so that's what we created, which is basically how Layer Zero works. Wow. This is really fucking cool, Raz. Uh, Naveen was not playing with me when he said, I'm bringing a big brain to your show tomorrow morning, last night. Uh, <laughs> this is really cool. Raz, quick question. How, okay. in theory, like how simple is it for someone to implement this within this project? We obviously saw Luca made the announcement for the little pudgies, part of the pudgy penguins ecosystem. Um, you know, um, like how how simple is this is, is this solution for 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 a project that's maybe not at the size or, or of uh, of the pudgy penguins to implement something uh, similar? Yeah, so we created um, ONFT standard, uh, and and that's that's what the you know, Luca and team are using at Pudgy is um, essentially it's like seven twenty one and eleven fifty five for Ethereum, right? That very concept, like you know. Open Zeppelin and other teams have made implementations of that that most of these teams just take fork and then add additional uh, Piper parameters about like the name of the contract and things like that and then deploy that and there's like deploy scripts. So in the same way how easy it is to deploy a 721 is just as easy to deploy an ONFT. 
And so we have scripts and everything built. Code's been audited many times. Uh, it's public repo. Anybody can take it and deploy their own ONFT and uh, be able to expand to all chains, right? Have it built in from the beginning if they want. Interesting. Okay, that's um, that's pretty cool. And so, and and is this something that you guys are going to be extending to like Solana, Polkadot, Cosmos, etc.? Yep, it will be everywhere that smart contracts are enabled. So um, as we expand, wow. all of these ONFT projects will be able to expand with us, so they can choose where they go. Now, Pudgy's on three chains uh, besides Ethereum now, but they can go everywhere. Layer Zero is on twenty-five connected chains, and we expect to be near forty by the end of the year. Uh, so. Our growth rate will be touching almost every chain you can imagine, uh, or you know, all the you know pop, most popular chains. And how we pick chains is essentially just how what is the developer demand, right? We don't we're not looking for grants, we're not looking for teams to try to convince us to come there. I want to we want to go where the developers are. We want to go where because we're you know we the developers are people who are using Layer Zero, right? We're, although I'm talking. Yeah to you guys about like NFTs and things like that. The real, the people who are actual users the, are the actual teams that are building on Pudgies. Those, those teams are using it. And I don't want to, I want to know where they want to go next. And that's when those, those teams telling us where we go is kind of what, where we decide our roadmap and direction is to support them, to make sure they can, you know, reach the users they want to reach. Super cool. Naveen, I was actually going to go to you. I mean, from, from your perspective, like, you know, you, I know you're involved and then you're a big fan of Layer Zero. I would ask you, like, why are you a big fan of Layer Zero in that sense? And why do you think it's so important uh, for, for the space, specifically NFTs, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, as, as Ryan mentioned, I think, um, you know, this idea that assets can flow across chain. And, and again, what I want you to imagine is uh, user experience where it's seamless. So, for example, in one of the examples Ryan gave, if there is a, a gaming company that has their own chain and they're issuing assets on that, on that sort of gaming chain, but they know that they're not there to build liquidity on that chain. Like they're not trying to build their own like marketplace necessarily on that chain, or maybe they have a marketplace on that chain for people to trade uh, like within the game, but there's just not as much external liquidity there. Imagine a world where you just like click the listing button and it automatically, the way they've programmed the application is it automatically leverages layer zero to migrate the asset from their gaming chain to perhaps Ethereum L1 or perhaps Arbitrum or perhaps Optimism or whatever, wherever they want it to end up to give you the most opportunity as the user for liquidity. So this all happens magically behind the scenes. That's like one of the key elements of layer zero. There's another benefit here that I'm personally really, really excited about, uh, which is like this concept of being able to go from sort of any native currency uh, to like, and use that native currency to buy an asset on almost any other chain. So say, you know, you're sitting on a bunch of Matic, for example, or AVAX, or perhaps Solana in the future, whatever, and you want to buy an Ethereum asset. Think about the pain in the ass that exists now when you want to do that. You have to like bridge the value from, you know, chain A to chain B, or you have to move the money to a centralized exchange and like conduct a trade and then move it out. Like it's just a, it's just a pain in the ass uh, to do any of that kind of thing. Um, but imagine a world where it's just like seamless. Like, oh, you want to just buy something using Soul on Ethereum? We just hit the fucking buy button and, you know, you can just do it. Like just really think about where we need to get to as a collective community to enable consumers to operate as we, as they, you know, as we know they want to, you know, just like, maximal convenience, 
maximal user experience, make it as easy as freaking possible for you to get what you want. Because at the end of the day, as I stated before, I'm personally not convinced that, you know, billions of consumers out there who, you know, love using apps like TikTok or Netflix or love playing Fortnite really actually care about where which underlying chain is being used. They just want to be able to complete the action. They want to be able to complete as fast and as easy as possible. That yeah, that's really cool. Uh, Raz, are you guys going to integrate be integrating the, integrating this uh, with the marketplaces? Absolutely. Uh, I think as as more and more teams pick it up, um, marketplaces will start adopting it. We've definitely been talking to, to many of them, uh, and, and I think um, one of the most compelling things that a marketplace can do, right, is uh, first off view, the view, right, seeing uh, a logo on which you know collection for say Lily Pudgies, Where is this actual asset? Is it on? Is it on Binance Smart Chain? Or is it on BNB Chain? Or is it on Arbitrum? Or where is it? And um, then being able to purchase it from any chain. So imagine I'm on Ethereum and I want to buy it and I want to bring it back to Ethereum. Uh, these marketplaces can abstract that from from the user. And so they don't really have to think about where I'm buying these, these NFTs or um, uh, how I get them to the chain I want to be on. They can just automatically handle that for me. And because it's a standard uh, process for, for how to, to move the asset between chain and how to um, see where they are located, um, they, we've, we've standardized this so that it's easy for all these marketplaces to in, implement this the same way they can implement a 721 or 1155 on uh, EVMs. Gotcha. That's super cool. Yo, Ovi, man, the when wreck guy layer zero. Um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to, you know, because we're getting wrecked on every chain anyway. So I think wreck guy's meme can expand beyond Ethereum. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, that's, uh, that's really cool, Raz. Um, I, dude, this is actually super interesting because I was so curious about it. Uh, and I saw Luke move the little pudgies. He was kind of talking about it with, with ice bags, um, early on. And, uh, and, uh, and it's cool. I remember, you know, when the ice bags came on and explained how the Kanpai Pandas originally launched and it was across different, um, different chains. And then I found out that I had bought like a avalanche panda cause that was the chain I was born on. I think it kind of adds to the lore. Uh, honestly, uh, here, so it's pretty cool. Mando, go on. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think a lot of a lot of people look at how this goes. I think there's obviously some people maybe don't want to be the first person to do it, but I do think it's going to be a big deal for a lot of different uh, projects to make sure that um, you know, you match where the liquidity is. And this just seems like a no brainer to to be able to do that. So I think a bunch of, bunch of projects will do this. Um, it's cool to see Pudgy Penguins kind of being the first people to do that. I remember when Luca Nets came on the show, he was like, look, we want to be the first at doing different things. Yeah. Hey, hey Ryan, um, why don't, why don't you tell folks also about like the reference design application you guys launched at Layer Zero, which is called Stargate, just so everyone knows that like there are ways to play with Layer Zero now, like even if you don't own a little Pudgy or a Campi Panda or some of these other assets, yeah. like there are ways to use Stargate or sorry, Layer Zero today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so layer zero uh, is just plain messaging. And we realized when we first started, when we were launching that people need to be able to move assets like along with messaging. So we came up with uh, something called Stargate, which is a native asset bridge that has an instant guarantee of finality, um, which is uh, super important in that whenever one of the things you experience when bridging between chains, uh, if you've tried before, is that uh, you get a quote or something like that but it's not guaranteed. The price could move on you, you could land on the other side and the assets won't be there and you get a wrapped asset, uh, which makes it a really like ugly and terrible experience. 
Uh, and so what we came up with for, for Stargate, because we wanted to make um, it kind of like uh, underlying, you know, part of the whole protocol where people can move assets and do something. So call something on the other side. Um, and we came up with Stargate, which solves this, this problem of being able to have, uh, you know, native assets on all chains and have this instant guarantee of finality where if you pay, once you get quoted and you pay on the source chain, you are guaranteed there's impossible for you not to have the assets in the destination chain, which makes a better user experience, but it also unlocks this ability uh, for you to build on top of it. Because when you build, when you send assets, say, uh, so Sushi X, Sushi Swap did this, but Sushi X Swap, where you can go any asset to any asset on any chain, and that's built on top of Stargate, and they have this amazing experience because I can, uh, you know, when I when I select the swap that I would like to do, I'm guaranteed that on the other side, what I bridged will be there, so I can then execute the other swap on the other side. Um, so things like that. So Stargate is the most widely used bridge in all crypto. Uh, has had the most usage for sure uh, by far and so i guess there is um if you need to bridge between chains we, we basically only move native assets there are no wrapped assets on on, on uh stargate and so you can go play around with it and move between chains um and that also unlocks the ability for you to buy nfts or things like that on other chains right where you can um teams can build on top of stargate marketplaces and say um like for example OpenSea and something like that and say um, from any chain that layers that Stargate is connected to, I could buy something from there in my assets that I have um, on OpenSea uh, with one click and it automatically executes on Ethereum. Yeah, I mean, to me, this is like, this is really, I mean, obviously I've, I have some bias here. I'm obviously a huge fan. I'm a Layer Zero Maxi. I admit that. I have a tat. Ryan saw it. I saw him in Vancouver. I have a face tat. I don't really, I'm kidding. But um, I, I think like, again what i want you to imagine is like you click a button so you click like list your nft for example wherever the hell it is like it could be on avalanche it could be on bnb it could be on optimism like wherever the freaking hell it lives you click list and you know it automatically is moved from optimism back to ethereum l1 and listed all within the same transaction right so like it's really crazy. It's really crazy. Like, think about all the difficult things that we do in our industry that we have just normalized. You know, it's like, oh, you got to do 35 steps to, like, accomplish this one thing. Imagine all of that goes away. And literally with the click of one button, you can do multiple things. Like, multiple things can happen. And that's really one of the key benefits of what Ryan and Brian and the whole team at Layer Zero Labs is, is, is bringing to the space and why I personally think it's so important because I am a ultimately a user experience maxi. Like I believe very strongly that in order for us to onboard the next hundred million, billion, whatever into crypto, we just have to fucking make it easier to use. Like it just has to be easy. It has to be as close to as easy as swiping up on a TikTok video as we can get it as a community. And, and, Ultimately, in order for that to happen, it's not just about great design. It's also about the core underlying tech. And that's, that's what Layer Zero is bringing to the table. That's really dope. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, um, there's a, there's a lot of, um, of, uh, of things that it brings, in my opinion, to the table, especially like if like people think and talk about, you know, um, the future of, uh, of NFTs being, you know, multi-chain, online-chain, you know, whatever. And uh, and for you know at some point like the space can get so big you're not really gonna look into like exactly where 
your NFT, like which blockchains on whatnot. I think uh, I think this is definitely like a, a talk that people are something people are talking about uh, a lot. I mean, I guess last question because I do want to be mindful both y'all times. I'm sure you're both very busy people. But Raz, Naveen, like you know, what is uh, in your eyes like what what does the future of the space look like with regards to 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 what you're building and you know like what's uh, what's uh, what's coming up next for y'all. Yeah, uh, I, I think the future is uh, a fully connected, uh, you know, crypto ecosystem where, you know, we're breaking, breaking down these walls and barriers where people are, uh, you know, single chain maxis and are able to enjoy the benefits uh, of all these different chains uh, and go and bring their assets where, you know, the, where the users are, where the liquidity is, where, where the games are uh, and not be stuck having to deal with off-chain middlemen and exchanges and things like that to be able to go to those chains, right? Imagine just always being on-chain and always um, being able to move between those chains and not having to go get gas tokens and, and deal directly um, with the chains themselves and having uh, a unified experience from that front. And Layer Zero um, is going to enable that by connecting all chains, not just EVMs, but non-EVMs and, and Solana and Flows and you know, Cosmos and everything. Uh, so that it is that unified experience uh, for the user, which will onboard, you know, the next generation of crypto users. Uh, imagine, imagine it's completely fucking dynamic where, again, you know, I have an asset. I have, a, I don't know, a, a sword in a game that I'm like really loving and I want to list it for sale. And behind the scenes, the developer is, is running an algorithm where they're like assessing where there's the most liquidity for that sword. Is it on that chain, like where everyone's playing the game or is it somewhere else, wherever the hell it is. And they route the, when the minute you click the list button, it's routed there behind the scenes. You don't even have to think about it. You don't even necessarily know as the consumer, because why do you care at that, at, the, at that point in time, you just want liquidity. You just want the money out of the sale as fast as you can. So right now, one of the big challenges we have in NFTs, and I think everyone acknowledges this, is liquidity. Sometimes it's really hard to sell an NFT. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's about where your NFT is being marketed, you know, like where it's being listed. That's why aggregators became such a big deal in our industry is, oh, I can like in one place, I can list it on multiple marketplaces because then I'm giving the most exposure for the thing that I'm trying to sell. Well, that exposure shouldn't just be on a single chain. It should be across all chains, because at the end of the day, what's going to happen in our industry, from my point of view, is you're going to have different companies, different developer groups, different like or ecosystems are going to specialize. They're going to become really, really good at certain things, or they're going to have access to a particular audience. You know, maybe it's a huge brand. Maybe it's a company like Disney and they have access to like their consumers and at the end of the day, like, how do you tap these pools of exposure, these pools of attention, these pools of liquidity? And that's the opportunity. But you need to be able to move things easily across these ecosystems. That has to be easy to do. And it has to be easy for developers to program that natively into their applications. So that's, that's the future as I see it. I love that. And I totally agree with it. I can't wait for this to be like more, you know, obviously like we're really early, right, with regards to this. And so there's going to be at some point where like, uh, it's probably going to be every project, if not most of them, that have that. And then you could just shop the NFT on an aggregator. Your point about aggregators is literally spot on. Like, this is literally what it is. And and people just want to list everywhere, buy everywhere. They don't care. They just want to have the thing. So 
it's um it's definitely how uh where the space is headed well naveen i appreciate you making this happen on such short notice uh yesterday and uh, and bringing raz on co-founder of uh and cto of layer zero labs which is super cool raz thank you also for your time um really appreciate you both uh, coming on today and educating our audience and the NFT space in general about about this. I think the Pudgy News is cool. Like it's it's great because it's a big brand that raises a lot of awareness around it. And then being able to go behind the scenes and actually explain to people how this works and how maybe there's a lot of founders in the audience, right? That may wanna 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 get a uh, get involved. Actually, quick question for you guys. Just last one. If there's a founder in the audience that wants to get involved, like is super down for Layer Zero, like going omni chain, what's the easiest way to like? start or where should they go well they, they can go to the layer zero dot network uh, site and they can go to the docs or they can just reach out to me on uh on uh twitter uh, on twitter dm me my dms are open and uh, we'll set you up with a group of engineers and you can ask questions cool awesome thank you so it's layer zero dot network which layer zero is also a code by the way today to earn rug token in this space if you're opted in to our rewards program rug.fm forward slash rewards you still have eight minutes so layer zero l-a-y-e-r-z-e-r-o all caps layer zero so raz naveen appreciate y'all uh big shout out to mando and osef just had to run quickly to to their to the next uh meeting how it always is in the morning shout out to golden and everybody who came in earlier and share with us we had fubar on fubar on talking security earlier and 9059 tropo came up so that was a great show uh it'll be uploaded as usual across all platforms so it's in the link tree in my bio you can or you can just go and look up rug radio jam web 3 on Spotify, Apple, there's over, there's close to 170 episodes there. So a great one today. Tomorrow on the show, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have uh, Julian, Julian Hogwin, who's the CEO of Doodles, coming up uh, for, for a bit to ta- chat about you know, their move to, speaking of different chains, right? Flow with Doodles too and, and some stuff. So that's going to be another interesting show uh, with regards to, to that as well. You know, again, like big projects, you know, opting into different blockchains. And so we're seeing this more and more in the space. So going to be interesting. So with that, with that, with that, we'll see y'all at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of Gem Web 3 on Rug Radio. Let's go. Thank you, bro. Thanks, Naveen. Thanks, Raz. On this beautiful day, come on into Web 3 with Morocco, Seth, and Mando. Tune in live at 10.30. And it's all on Rug Radio. It's a beautiful day. Have a beautiful day. GMGM. Rug Radio.